Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Welcome back. Josh, I almost messed up yeah. the intro right there. You said, did he forget what to say? <laughs> Here's the deal. You, you went, okay, here we go. And then there was like a long pause. And I was like, is it me? Is it Josh? Is it me? Is it Josh? <laughs> and then you went. And for some reason, I uh, I don't know, it tripped me up, man. We've done it 50 Ooh, some times it. at this point. So 52. You know. Well, we've done it more than 52 times, 52. but 52 episodes out there in the world. So that means episodes. folks listening, you can Boom. listen to us every week of the month or of the year, not the month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have 52 of these stinking things. And let's be honest, our podcast range right about an hour. And if your average commute yeah. is 15 to 20 minutes, you know, you can get through a podcast about <laughs> half a week. Um, yeah. If yeah. you have a commute, maybe your commute is two minutes and you're walking from your bedroom to your office. Uh-huh. But yeah, so yeah. dig in, go all the yeah. way back. Though we, we did. We did take the first two episodes down um, from. Yeah all the all the syndicated podcast places um because we didn't think they're that good and people kept going straight to those ones and listening to them and we're like this is a really bad start we should start them later yeah uh, but if you go to our pod if we you felt go to like website, starting in episode those. three was right yeah, yeah. It took us yeah. a little while to get the episode hang of three is where it's at hopefully better no, today we've um but i hope uh, you can't listen to <laughs> i think you can't you uh, can't listen to those I episodes um yeah. Uh, on our website, this Jesus Life Podcast.com. Those episodes are up there. Yeah. But don't, but don't start with episode three and then, you know, listen to that one three times and then all the rest. And that is uh, a full year of podcasts. Uh, one <laughs> per you week. Uh, dude, um, you're about to go on vacation. So we are, we're recording two episodes this week. Um, what she, what are you up to next week, man? Where are you going? Uh, I've already gone for those listening. I'm back home protecting my home. So don't yes, try to do stupid. True. I'm here. My dog yeah. is going to protect me and he will bite you in the nuts. Just like Paul said in Galatians Which, five, emasculate yourself. My yeah. dog's going to emasculate you. <laughs> he will emasculate you. Yeah. Yep. Unless you uh, make a really loud noise or yell at him, and there's a good chance he'll just run away. Uh, but no, I'm back <laughs> protecting my home as you're listening to this episode. Yes. No, I'm headed to Phoenix, um, <laughs> to the hot, hot uh, desert, um, because my brother uh, is on house arrest and can't leave the state. Um, so we're stuck there. Wow. Just kidding. He's being deployed soon and can't leave the state. Um, mm. This is getting ready to get deployed. Um, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, my dad rented us a ginormous house for the entire family to hang out in. Nice. Uh, I think it's like 28 of us nice. is the number, something crazy. Um, dang. So it should be a, a grand old time. That's not. I'm going out a couple days early so I can, I can catch up with friends that I haven't seen in a while. Um, and all that fun Sweet. stuff. My brother's birthday is on Tuesday. He's in Phoenix now. Um, so we'll celebrate with him and. All that fun stuff too. So it should be a great trip. Um, yeah, that's really it. Other than it's going to be awesome. really hot, it should be really nice. Cool. Man. And the beautiful thing about Phoenix is you move from one air conditioned place to another. 
Um, so it's never, you know, <laughs> miserably hot. Cause yeah, you're, Phoenix you're is basically just crazy hot and air conditioned. That's what everything is in Phoenix, but it's a cool spot. Well, I didn't sure. know. I didn't know when I moved to Colorado, I just assumed all houses mm-hmm. came with air conditioning unless they're really, really old. And then I moved to Colorado and found out, no, that's right. not the case. Air conditioning is a luxury in Colorado and you got to be really careful to make right. sure you find a place that has one or spend the money to put one in. Dude, I have a trip this weekend. Um, I can't say it's as exciting, but it will be fun. We're going to, we're going to drive to Ohio and have a four day weekend there. Um, we're going to this place called um, like Hawking Hills, but like there's all the, it's basically like, very rural and there's all these like cool caves and like great hiking spots and fishing and camping. And we rented a couple like big cabins as a family and uh, I don't know, should be fun. Hopefully. So the goal is just like, as long as the weather's good, it'll be fun because there's a ton of kids now. So it's just like, let's get somewhere that everybody can run around and have a good time and do some campfires and all that good stuff. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. It should be good. For sure. That should be awesome. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, is it stupid humid in Ohio? Yeah, dude. Sometimes. Uh, usually more like July, August. That's when it's like swampy, super hot. Into June is normally just okay. like a little toasty, but nice, you know? So hopefully, I haven't even checked the weather, but I think it's supposed to be good uh, based on what my brother said. So yeah, man. Also, speaking of weather, um, I don't know what weather app you use, but I use an app called AccuWeather. And uh, <laughs> dude, it's like every time I open the app, it's like special weather statement. Be warned. <laughs> Watch out. You know, to the point where it's like just a beautiful day and you open it. It's like special weather statement. Your sun will be burned if you're outside. Stay inside. Like everything is like bad with weather in there. So I probably need a new weather app, yeah, honestly. A, yeah, there's probably a certain personality that they like cater to, and they're just like loving it. They're like, oh, everything's <laughs> horrible. There's always yeah. something to be scared Pessimistic and terrified people. of. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would make this a is comment the weather right app now, if you're a glass half empty kind of person. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So true. All right, I got a question for you there, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, What's the okay. last random Shoot. thing? that made you smile the last random thing that made me smile um this morning my daughter finally caught a we call them tiger frog um they're like just this cool they they look kind of like tigers you know like they have cool like stripes and patterns on them um and she caught one and was just super pumped about it and she she just bravely picked it up and uh, and held it out in front of her. And yeah, I guess not super random, but that made me smile for sure. But just the fact she like totally loves frogs. Um, and then, you know, like a second later, I'm like, and that frog might not be able to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. But like she's just holding it. Its legs were dangling. <laughs> frog was like barely able to breathe, but she was loving it. And she did let it go back into the wild. It's fine. Um, but yeah, dude, that made me smile. What about you? Anything uh, <laughs> funny and smile. random? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. 
I'm trying to think. I should stop asking you questions that I don't have answers to since you're going to turn it on me. Um, <laughs> I always do. <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, um, there's a statistic out there. I don't know if it's true, but they say the average adult laughs seven times a day. Uh, and there's definitely been seasons of really? my life where that's not true. But I would argue I laugh huh. a lot more than seven times in a day. And it could be the smallest of things like Instagram memes, stupid videos. Man, they're just, they're funny. Uh, how not, how can you not laugh at some <laughs> things uh, that make you, that make yeah. you smile? Um, i trying to think. There's nothing that my dog's currently doing that makes okay. me proud of him. Um, yeah. Oh, that's not true. Okay. Right. This is really more proud of me than proud of my dog. Um, so my dog doesn't like his front paws touched uh, for the life of him would not lay on his back uh, uh, unless you no, know, he wouldn't lay on his back for any reason. Like he'd kill you first before you let him get on his back. Uh, and I've been working very <laughs> diligently over the last, and really it started as I'm just going to try to annoy him. Um, and so I touch his paws and like, hold on his back paws are fine. He, he's let me touch those for a long time, but yeah. his front paws, but now I'm like, now I'll hold his paws for like a significant amount of time. And like, he's used to it. He lets me do it. <laughs> and then yesterday, uh, it was like early in the morning. He was like trying to get me up. It's like six o'clock or something like that. And I didn't want to get out of bed yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were yeah. just laying there and I, I got him to lay over. Like he was like spread Eagle wow. on the bed, fully exposed <laughs> with his awesome. ginormous man parts. Cause my dog, my dog is a blessed dog. It's weird. I don't know. He's a tiny dude, but he, he's hung. He's, uh, he's a small dog. Yeah. Though, and laid there funny. forever. Ah. Yeah. And I was like, nice. I found that's awesome. Place. So now I'm going to get him completely to roll. Yeah, you that was him. like the last thing I couldn't get him to do. Nice. Yeah. So that, that nice. Made me smile. I was like, nice. I figured it out. That's funny. Uh, it might only happen if he's laying on something comfortable. I might not be able to get him to do it all the time, but hey, hey, right. small steps, baby steps. It's like that that movie, yeah. baby steps into the elevator, baby steps out of the elevator. What about Bob? <laughs> you ever see it? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I haven't seen it for a long time, but movie. that rings a bell. I remember. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. Um, speaking of... Uh, <laughs> an Instagram thing. I think it's just like a TikTok, like a reel. I'm pretty sure reels are like what a TikTok, right? On Instagram. Isn't that the same thing? They are. Anyway, and, they, I'm and they suck you in yeah. as bad as TikTok does. They really do. They watching really reels. do. So, <laughs> dude, I saw a really funny one where it was like, um, this mom walked in, you know, like with an ultrasound, ultrasound pictures and showed it to her husband. And he looked and like, instead of just being like, wow, you know, like started laughing really hard. And then she zoomed in on it. And one of the whole photos was just balls, <laughs> like a ball sack right there. Um, like for whatever reason, Wait, that baby just uh, decided to pose that way. What? Uh, okay. I thought I thought you were just watching people that were looking at ball sacks, and I was starting to get worried. No, no, no! It was a baby ultrasound photo, and one of the whole photos was uh, was balls. Uh, classic, funny. classic. That's funny. That's yeah. one you post on the wall. Oh man! Uh, just so, like when you have friends yeah. come over, they're like, <laughs> yeah. "What is this picture of?" And there's they just stare and stare, and they yeah. eventually get that moment of like, "Oh, oh, I'm looking at us." Yeah, I think that's a that's a good picture to put up. <laughs> no, and then as as the dad, you're just like 
You know what that picture is. (laughs) You know you're proud of it. That's Um, your baby boy. uh, That's funny. You want the world to know. Well, dude, it might might not be your baby boy yet. You know, wait till he's ten or eleven and let him identify himself. But (laughs) for now. I love Josh. Sorry. It's the best when Sorry. anytime you say one time, like I'm not going to get political, like within five minutes, <laughs> you're political. I didn't it's say the best. I just, oh. I'm just, I'm sorry, my my liberal friends that are listening. It's just funny. Uh, uh, it is funny. Uh, don't be a crazy person, yourself. people. Yeah. Don't be crazy. I myself. Laugh. I, I voted for the yeah. bad man orange. Like I can laugh at myself. <laughs> yeah. Just laugh. Laugh. It's better. Dude, speaking of laughter, oh. <laughs> what are we uh what are we talking about today, man? Other than balls. Oh, uh, you could have did better. You could have did better. <laughs> yeah. We're, We're talking, talking about, about freedom today, in Jesus, folks. Freedom in Jesus. Hey, yo. Uh, Galatians chapter five. It's the same verses we actually read last week. Uh, but I think there's a couple more angles that we can come at it and, and important enough that we should talk about it um, to help you find that freedom in Jesus and live in that freedom in Jesus. I think oftentimes we can find it intellectually. We can understand it in our heads um, of how we're supposed to experience this life as a follower of Jesus, being completely forgiven and restored back in relationship with God. Um, but I think oftentimes mm-hmm. we don't let that knowledge get to our hearts and we don't live it. Um, we still try to do it on our own. We still try to do it by the flesh. Um, and when we try to do it on our own, man, do we fail miserably. Uh, and that's where that burden comes in. That's where that you know exhausting life of Christianity comes in. The opposite of what Jesus uh, had called it to be. You know, we said his burden is light. Uh, and I just wrote it down. I was just in there. It's Romans. Um, I don't sorry, know where it is. Is it Romans? Yeah. I lied. It's not Romans. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Uh, Matthew, Matthew 11. Oh. Um, Jesus said it. But I knew it was wrong the second I said <laughs> Romans. Romans is a different verse I found this morning. Um, but yeah. So it's, it's that piece of like, how do we live uh, in this life full of freedom? How do we live in this life that um, should feel light? Um, that should feel uh, full of life or John 10, 10, where he says, I've come to give you life and give it to the full. It should feel that way rather than the first part of that verse, which is the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Um, and that's really kind of what the conversation is going to be about today as we continue to dig into Galatians five. Um, and if you uh, haven't read it yet, cause you didn't listen to our advice last episode, uh, spend some time with Jesus. Um, take a listen, uh, take a read, yeah. uh, uh, of those verses um, and just allow Jesus to speak through them to your soul and to your life, foster a relationship with Christ um, rather than just listening to us. Cause Hey, us talking about these things, great, probably helpful to some extent, but really it's going to be more helpful to us because we're digging yeah. into these, these verses with Jesus. Um, we want it to be helpful to you as well. So you dig right. into these verses with Jesus, spend some time with Jesus as, exactly. as you read Paul's words to the Galatians. But Galatians chapter five, straight up. Uh, Andrew, want to kind of recap what we talked about last episode and then dig into this episode? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> sure thing. I was, uh, I was looking, I had an idea. I'm going to try to remember it and, uh, and go back to it. But, um, 
last episode, we did kind of jump around, but as we really covered a lot of different pieces of Galatians 5, but we focused in um, really on verses 1 through 12, if I remember correctly, or no, 1 through 6, if I remember correctly. Um, And we focused on what it means to have freedom in Christ and kind of freedom versus uh, religion, like saying, no, I have all these commandments. I'm going to follow these exact commands and I'm good to go. You know, it's like more the spirit of the law than the exact law itself. And kind of the two big commands that that Jesus gave that are like overarching, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, loose paraphrase. But those are the two big ones. And they're both like spirit of the law, not exact Uh don't drive over 26 miles an hour in this neighborhood, you know, or over 25 miles an hour in this neighborhood. You know, they're not exact. They're, they're more spirit led. Um, Josh, you, you mentioned some verses last week that I was thinking about um, that might set us up well, or maybe derail us. I don't know, but um, they're at the end of this chapter. So I was going to read 19 through 25 loosely or through 26 loosely um, to start us. Um, 19 says the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality, impurity, impurity and debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, um, which we talked about hatred and discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions and envy drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live in this will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we kind of talked about that piece last week. That's 19 through 20. No, 19 through 21. We talked about that some last week, um, but mainly on the kind of negative side of like, don't do these things, which that's how it's written. But then here's the difference. Starting in 22, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking and envying each other. And man, I don't know about you, but I grew up, um, I memorized, or I, I'm sure I had to memorize at some point for like, you know, a uh, some sort of reward. Like uh, if you memorize this first between this Sunday and next Sunday, you get a piece of candy at church or something like that. Uh, but I remember memorizing the fruit of the spirit verses um, when I was little. And then I remember my mom painted that around the top of, of her kitchen. Um, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Um, but the cool thing about those that I've always loved is the, the last line of that of against such thing, there is no law, you know, like these are higher, these are higher things than the law can, can like constrain, you know, it's like, these are things that it doesn't matter your circumstances you can have. You can live these out. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Like, 
I don't know. I'll stop saying that. I might sound like a broken record, but they're, they're things that are higher than the rules, <laughs> you know, higher than the do and don't do. It's like, these are, this is really a heart change and, uh, and a way of living. And it's the result of, of having, of living out a real relationship with the Lord, I guess. Um, so I don't know how well that sets us up or doesn't set us up for today, but um, that's my first thought. What were you thinking? No, right along same lines. I think that's great. Um, you know, I, I think, and you've heard us talk about this before in the podcast, and you'll hear us talk about it again because we think it's important. Um, but oftentimes, yeah. you know, we especially when we look at these verses as Andrew read them in comparison to each other. So here's uh, 19 and 20, if you want to look at those in the list of, of sin, and then in comparison to the list of fruits of the Spirit um, in 22 and 23. Um, and oftentimes we look at it from a perspective of avoid these things in 19 and 20 and do these things in 22 and 23. Um, and to some extent that is that's true, that's the end goal. But I think too often we grab it on our own ability um, and say, well, I'm just going to avoid all these sinful things and I'm just going to do all these godly things um, rather than doing what verse 16 says. If we go back a little bit, um, uh, yeah, 16, um, which is the key to it all. Right. So I say, this is Paul talking to the Galatians, Mm -hmm. uh, walk by the spirit. Um, You will not uh, gratify the desires of the flesh, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Um, Sorry, I'm keeping reading to see if there's anything. Led. Yeah, for I'll keep reading. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Mm. Uh, they are in conflict with one another so that uh, you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Um, and I think here's the key to all of this. Be led by the spirit. Um, and, and we talk about this all the time. Like it's not up to you to sin less. And it's not up to you to be more holy or godly. That's all up to Jesus. Our job is just to walk with Jesus and let Jesus do what Jesus does. Mm -hmm. And he's going to mold you, shape you, and sanctify you uh, into uh, who he's called you to be in this life. Um, And it's a lifelong journey. Um, You're not going to be patient all the time. The longer you walk with Jesus, I would argue, the the more patient you're going to be or the more joyful Mm -hmm. you're going to be or the more full of love you're going to be. Um, but the key isn't to do all those things. The key is to walk with Jesus, to walk by the Spirit, to walk in um, uh, relationship with Christ. And I think that's the key for all of us. And I think so often um, we miss that that key characteristic. Um, so often we look at, well, it's my responsibility to avoid all these things, and it's my responsibility to do all these other things. Yeah. Um, and that's where we get beat mm-hmm. down. That's where Christianity becomes exhausting. Um, because I'm no longer relying on the spirit. I'm no longer relying on my relationship with Jesus. I'm trying to do it on my own. Like I've taken control, right? And that's pride and saying God's way isn't as good as my way. I'm going to choose my way. Um, and then you end up in these yeah. weird places or say you're self-disciplined enough to avoid all those, those, those sins. Um, and you're self-disciplined enough to hit a lot of, at least to some extent, um, in characteristics of all the, the fruits of the spirit. Um, and now you're going to be in pride of looking at yourself and saying, look what I can do. Look what I've accomplished for God, um, rather than um, coming at it from the perspective of God should be um, the leader of all of this and the leader of your life. Um, and God should be the one that's working out all these things. Because the reality is, sure, 
Uh, you could probably avoid uh, debauchery, I would assume. Uh, idolatry probably sneaks in there and you just choose not to identify it. Uh, I would guess witchcraft in general. I don't know a lot of people that practice it. Right. Uh, hatred. Uh, you could probably take some time to choose that one. Definition. Yeah. yeah. You've got, you could take us, you could define hatred in such a way that you're not committing it. Um, and you can get into drunkenness and envy. You can say, I don't deal with any of those. Maybe you've never participated in an orgy. And you're like, yeah, I got that one down. Uh, <laughs> I've never participated in an orgy. I don't know anyone that has. So uh, not, <laughs> not part of culture hey. today. Um, not like it hey, was. Dude, at, knocking it out of the Galatian. park. Way to go. No. Yeah, you could define all those. And then going down to the list of the good things. No, I love people most of the time. You're like, but you're not willing to sacrifice for him. So is it really love? You're like, I'm happy most of the time. And you're like, yeah, until things get hard and joy just goes right out the window. Um, and you're like, yeah, I have patience some of the times with my kids. But you're like, yeah, but not always. <laughs> uh, and we know that's true mm-hmm. because kids are a pain in the butt. Uh, They're stinking I'm self-control hard. Around They're amazing things, and hard. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, there's there's a way to define yeah. all these things that puts yourself in a place where you think that yeah I'm I'm living holy I'm living in, in align with God uh, and in, in all reality you've tried to do it on your own now when we start to walk in the Spirit we start to foster a relationship with Jesus you'll be blown away at how much love you have for people you'll be blown away by how much joy you sit uh, in no matter the circumstance of life you'll be uh, Impressed with the peace and the patience that just overcome you um, when you used to completely come unraveled when certain things showed up. Um, and it's not has nothing to do with what you've been able to do other than the fact that you fostered mm-hmm. a relationship with Jesus. You're now walking in the spirit um, with Christ and all these things start to naturally come out of you mm-hmm. because Jesus is guiding and Jesus is leading. Now, in the midst of that, does, there, does it mean there's things you have to do? Yeah, 100%. You're going to come into a situation. You're going to talk to Jesus about it. And Jesus is going to give you direct things that you should do in that situation. Yeah, you should do those things. If you choose not to do those things, then yeah, you're not walking in the Spirit. You're not walking with Jesus. But you're not coming up with the things that you're supposed to do. Jesus is. Jesus is leading. And this is the posture of humility yeah. in Christianity. Mm-hmm. I was talking with somebody uh, yesterday or the day before. I can't remember now. but um, And we were talking about the difference between the old covenant and the new covenant or the Jewish scriptures and, and the Christian uh, new Testament. Um, and how does, how do they compare and differ between the two? Um, and in all reality, the old covenant, um, if we had to generalize, and I know this is an unfair generalization, but for the sake of conversation, this conversation, I'm going to generalize it in this way. It was really based on your ability to keep the law. 100% works based on yeah. you. Um, that's how you stay in favor. Mm-hmm. And, when you didn't, God gave totally. you a way for forgiveness, and that was through sacrifices of, of you know, pure animals, pure lambs. Um, so there, you know, there was still right. God's grace in the midst of that. But in general, it was really built on this idea that you had to keep the law. That good, good Jewish people kept the law. Compared to now, um, under the new covenant, well, Jesus changed everything by going to the cross and dying for your sins and conquering death three days later. The game has been switched, and it's no longer built on our ability to obey. It's built on God's ability to transform us. Um, And that's the difference. That's the grace of, of this relationship with Jesus. Are there obedience pieces inside that relationship, Jesus, that you're supposed to do? 100%. But let God lead in those places. 
Don't let you be the one to define these things and become self-effort because that's going to get exhausting. And you know it's exhausting because you've been there as you're listening to this. Like, I know you've been there because I've been there. Andrew's been there. We've all tried to do it on our own. Mm -hmm. We're like, man, this Christianity thing sucks. It's not full of life. It's It's not exciting. It's not. uh, Yeah, right? Um, so there's that piece yeah. of this, all this whole thing too, is when we walk in the spirit, yeah, mm. avoid these things, do these things, but it's really not up to us to do those things. It's us to allow Jesus to work through us, right? Like, you know, when, when Paul tells us that, yeah. you know, it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, it's that idea, yes. like, let Jesus be your source of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Yes. I think I flipped some of the around, but um, those were all of them. Yeah. That was my and rant for you. Andrew. So I, w- I don't know. that's a good rant. That's a good rant. And as you were going, I just started thinking, you know, back to the beginning of this chapter, like what it means to have freedom in Christ. Like the reality of freedom is that you can choose what you do, right? Um, like if you, let's say, freedom just within Christianity, like you can, you can show up to whatever church you're going to and you can spend an hour and a half a week there or whatever time you spend there looking really good. Like you can, you can look like you have a lot of love, a lot of joy, a lot of peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Like you can do that, you know, and maybe you leave the church and that's not your life at all. It's your, your life is more defined by like, 19 through 21, you know, like it's, it's more of those things, but Christ, like the, the sacrifice he made, uh, the Lord sent, sent Jesus to, to die on the cross, the gospel, like we've been talking about. And then, uh, open-handedly was like, now have freedom, (laughs) live, live how you're going to live, choose what you're going to choose, you know, um, and go from there. And, and the, these things are starkly different. Like, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that in the freedom that we find in our relationship with Christ and the freedom that we have in how we relate directly and have real relationship with the Lord is that we can walk away from God. We can, and I don't necessarily mean like eternally damned. Like I'm, I don't know. I'm not prepared to have that conversation. All I mean is we can choose to sin at any time, we can choose to live in in our flesh, in our desires, and the things that are lower than than the things that God calls us to. The fruit of the spirit is high minded. It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. Against such things, there are no laws. I'd add because there can't be any laws around that. It's just higher. Doesn't matter if you're in a prison cell. Or if you're doing some other great job, doesn't matter what you're doing, what your life is, you can choose those things. But they're not just like simple, like throw on a smile so you suddenly have joy. No, it's a lot deeper than that, man. They're like, they're matters of the heart, you know? Um, And in 25, it says, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Like living by the spirit is is no joke. Um, It's... It's not, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. I can't like hold spirit out to you and say, this is what it is, Josh. It's right here. Um, it weighs this much. It's by this, it's in this shape. No, but it's like living by the things that are in the kingdom of God, the the kingdom that's here 
now that's active now um, rather than uh, living by the things that are like just material focused and just right now and what what gratifies this desire right now those are the things of the flesh and the the things of the spirit are higher and better I guess is all I'm trying to say so we have the freedom to live in that or not and I'd argue it's always better to just choose to live in actual love, actual joy, actual peace, and so on. It's way better, you know? Yeah. Um, makes for a more enjoyable life. Uh, but it's not not something you can fake, I guess, is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Well, in the fullness of life, uh, you know, in John 10, 10 that Jesus talks about, it's found in relationship, right? Like it's the fullness of yeah. relationship with God, the fullness of relationship with, with one another. And as we look at both these lists of sins and these lists of the fruits of the Spirit, like they're all about relationship, right? Like, yes, there's personal benefit to this. No joke. You know, for as we look at it as well, like it benefits us to have more love, to have more joy, to have more patience and peace. Like, yeah, that, that benefits us. Um, but in all reality, it's designed to benefit others. Cause that's where the full life exists. Like I'm more, I have more peace and I have more patience with people. Um, and it's going to benefit them as I walk with Jesus. And that's what 25 is talking about, right? Like as we, we live by the yeah. spirit and keep in step with it, it's relationship with Jesus, foster relationship with Jesus, and then let Jesus lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it means to live in those things. Um, and when we live in those things and we live in that relationship with Christ, um, these are the fruits mm-hmm. of those things. So, you know, we've talked about this before and we might have talked about it last episode. Like if you're able to take your life and look at your life today compared to six months ago, if you have more joy, peace, yeah. patience, uh, uh, kindness, gentleness, goodness, uh, faithfulness, and self-control, then God is, then God is at work. Like you're aligned with, in relationship with Jesus, you're living by the spirit and you're keeping in step or mm-hmm. you're keeping in, um, uh, you're keeping a relationship with Jesus. He leads. So in step with Jesus. Um, so you're, you're, if there's more sexual morality, there's more impurity, there's more idolatry, there's more hatred, there's more discourse, jealousy inside your life, yeah. then you're not keeping in step with Jesus. Yeah. You're not walking. Re- and the crazy, here's the crazy thing is Andrew was hinting to this earlier. Like you could be in, you could be uh, in Sunday uh, church every Sunday morning. Um, you could be in a Bible study or a small group every mm-hmm. week. You could be serving somewhere using the, yep. the gifts God has given you. And guess what? None of those things matter in the relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, there are tools to help you for that, um, but they're not the end goal. Like that isn't the definition or uh, right. the um, scorecard. Doing those things does not mean you're winning. Yeah. What means you're winning is there's more love in your life for people. There's more joy in your life in the face of circumstances. Yeah. There's more peace and mm-hmm. patience with people that you come in contact with that are going to help you in those areas that you're serving, that you're investing in, um, that you're trying to do life with people. But those aren't the scorecards. And I think that's often, I think that's important for us to often look at um, because I think too often the church, and and we do it because we're trying to engage you. That's why the church built, you know, that's why we have you get right. serving. That's why we want you inside of a small group. Like they're helpful tools for these things, but they're not the end goal to these things. Right. And I think that's oftentimes what we exactly. miss. We think, oh, this is what good Christians do. You're yep. like, no, no, no. People that are walking with Jesus, mm-hmm. quote unquote, good Christians, have more love, have more peace, have more patience. So use that as the the guidepost that you're you're basing your life off of. Um, and the solution, and I know we've said this before, isn't to force yourself to have more love for people. Isn't to white knuckle it so you have more joy or at least you seem to have more right. joy to from an external perspective with people when life is hard. Um, that's not the point. 
The point is, no, 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 go back to the basics, go back to t- verse 25 and walk in relationship with Jesus, live by the spirit and let Jesus lead you to where he's leading you, being led by the spirit, keeping in step in this with the spirit. Like that's, ex- that's the simplest way we can explain, you know, what God is trying to portray here. And it, it's, it's important. It's, it's, it's important for us as followers of Jesus to embrace our relationship with Jesus. So the sanctification process, the process of us becoming more like Jesus can happen. And we can be these types of people. And I don't know about you, but like, shoot, having more patience in life, that's a win. Personally, from a selfish standpoint, that's a win. To have more love and joy in life, that's a win from a selfish standpoint. But just think of the impact you can have on those around you when these characteristics of you are true, right? You're going to lead more people towards Jesus and towards this same experience and this life that you've experienced with Jesus. Um, and now more people are going to yeah. live in, you know, as, as Andrew said, the, the kingdom. Like, this is how it feels. This is what the kingdom mm-hmm. is supposed to look like here on earth until the kingdom's fully, you know, uh, revealed when, when Christ comes back. Um, but this is this is the whole secret sauce to the whole thing is um, can we walk in relationship with Jesus and then use these things as the guide marks on whether or not um, I'm actually walking with Jesus, like what I'm doing is working, um, you know, in terms of, you know, when we say walk with Jesus, that's spending time reading his recorded word and what we call the Bible. Um, that's spending time in prayer, that's intimate prayer, actual conversation with Jesus and not just a, a sterile a to-do list that you're supposed to accomplish. That's taking the time um, to fast, um, to to remove yourself from uh, from essentially what's going on around you so you can focus in on Jesus better. Um, it's taking time to worship God even when worship is hard. Yeah. Um, that's taking time to invest in the community around you, the Christian community, the church around you, um, so they can experience the same thing you're experiencing as you disciple one another towards Jesus. Right? Like those are the the, the tools that we use to foster the attending church, um, you know, serving, all, also spiritual, you know, spiritual disciplines. Um, but these are the things that we use to help foster relationship with Jesus. And that has to be the goal. Like, I don't do it because good Christians do it. I don't do it because I want to be seen by other people as, man, that guy's more holier or more, you know, I do it because I'm trying to connect with Jesus on a deeper level. And that's why I'm doing these things. And as that happens, Jesus is going to reveal parts of your life that he wants you to invest in and work on. He's going to reveal certain past, you know, pains and hurts that he wants you to overcome and deal with. Um, he's going to uh, teach you how to do things a different way and in a new way. And you're going to be blown away six months from now, a year from now, of how much love, how much more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control um, you have in this life. Yeah. So good. So true. Josh, I I got to go in a few minutes. I'm sorry about that. But I was looking back at these verses and realized um, it's like the answer to all of the, in my mind, you know, there's a million ways you can interpret this, but the answer to this, like verse 16, like this whole white knuckling of, of Christianity that you and I've talked about a lot of times of like, Oh, I just got to ha- change this habit and, and meet the, here and put this there and do this thing and pray three times a day and set an alarm for that. And, you know, install the software and do this thing. Like, you can create a million rules on how to white knuckle stuff, but the reality is you're still thinking yeah. about the desires of the flesh a million times a day, <laughs> you know, with all those things. Um, they can be helpful tools to reset uh, kind of patterns in your life and habits and all of that. But but if you're living in the flesh, then you're going to struggle with the desires of the flesh. 
let, let me change and not say if you're living, um, let me just say when I am living in the desires of the flesh, I'm going to struggle with things that are sin. When I'm living in the spirit as I should be, I struggle with them a whole lot less. It's a lot easier to just look right past sinning um, and, and focus on the things that honor God. Um, but verse 16, it just says, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. You're above the law. <laughs> when you walk in the spirit, when you walk in the fruit of the spirit, as defined a little further down that we've been talking about, you don't struggle with the the desires of the flesh in the same way. And honestly, uh, other than just not sinning in the same way, not saying we're perfect, but you at least sin less. Um, it's a lot easier to be in God's will when you're living in the spirit um, every day. The, the reality is you you're able to do the things of God. You know, you're able to to live as someone who looks a little more like Jesus each day and week and month and year than if you're just in like the muck and the mire of fi fighting against the fleshly material desires of this life, you know? Um, I don't know how else to say it. Like it, you have a chance to be impactful for the kingdom when you're living out of the, the spirit versus kind of just being like fighting with level one, <laughs> I guess not even level one, just like the, I don't know, fighting with things that, that, Christ has already given us freedom from that. We just can't, we, we aren't willing to accept freedom from, I guess. Um, I don't know, man, that's, that's my thoughts is just 16, 17 and 18 are just like so strong with this whole thing in mind. Um, but freedom's hard to keep, yeah, a, keep good. a hold of, I guess, because it's not, it's not like you just choose it once and then you suddenly live in the fruit of the spirit forever. It's like, no, it's like a daily and moment by moment, kind of choice, you know, of like, well, I'm, I'm loving. Am I still going to be loving when my toddler slaps me in the face? I've had that happen. And it's like, you got to choose it in that moment. It's like, am I yeah. going to choose to show this little child love? You know, yes, I'm going to choose it, but, but it's not something you just make a choice one day on and, and never think about again, you know, but if you start going back and forth and waffling and like, I don't know, I'm pretty angry. I want to express that anger. It's like pretty soon you're back into like the muck and mire of like this material struggle, I guess, of just you're in the flesh. I don't know how else to say it. That's all I got, man. That's, that's my thoughts on that. And that's my random, uh, random rant of the day. <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, I think I have two more thoughts, but if you got to go, you got to go and I'll just keep going. Cool. But, um, I love you, my friend, if you do take off. Sweet. Thanks, man. Um, I think, too, like, um, as, as Andrew goes and takes care of his his children that slap him in the face, um, there's this piece, too, that, that comes into play 
that, that I think is important. And, and like Andrew said, it's 16. Um, I think 16 summed up in 15, uh, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit, walk in relationship with Jesus, let Jesus lead in the midst of that relationship. Uh, but even using Andrew's example as, you know, your infant or your kid slapping you in the face, um, like why does that piss you off? Well, it's because it's disrespectful, right? But if we had a, a, a posture of humility as Jesus is, is shaping into us, um, that becomes a, a lot less of, of a, a slap in the face for, for lack of a better, uh, you know, cliche. Um, but if I had a, a more humility in that moment, I'm not angry and, and hurt or disrespected. I'm just, you know, humans are humans and this is what humans do. Um, you know, I have a different posture, a different perspective to that because I've chosen to walk with Jesus. And in the midst of walking with Jesus, he's dealt with the junk of my life. Um, because right pride is the thing that, that comes um, between us and Christ and becomes, comes between us and, and each other. Um, and you know, we see it comes between us and each other in, in the first part of this section in 13, uh, through 15, right? Like 15 says, if you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be just, you'll destroy, be destroyed by each other. Um, like if we're not dealing with, um, dying to ourselves, dying to our ways, our thought patterns, our, um, sin, um, and allowing Jesus to work in that and becoming more and more like Christ. Um, yeah, of course we're going to not have love, peace, patience. Of course we're going to deal with the sins of 19 and and 21. Like, because we're not walking in the spirit. We're not letting Jesus lead in, in those moments. But why do we do all these things? Yes, life is easier. That's why we do them. Um, life be, not easier in the sense of like everything's going my way, but we have the tools and we've dealt with our past in such a way that, yeah, things aren't going to throw us off and shake us up as much. But we also do it for the sake of those around us, especially those around us that don't know Jesus or do know Jesus, but don't know how to live in the freedom of Jesus. I um, mean, this goes back to uh, verse uh, 13, 14, and 15. And I'll just read these again. I think, I think we read these last week, but I'll read them for you. Um, you, my brothers and sisters, we were called to be free. Don't use your freedom to indulge in the flesh, rather to serve one another humbly in love. The entire law is fulfilled by keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Now, if you bite and devour each other, watch out and you will be destroyed by one another. Let's look at just Christian circles. So your Christian community, the church. Does your Christian community church look more like biting and devouring each other? This is talking behind each other's back. This is gossip. Uh, this is um, um, lack of the fruits of the spirit in your life. And you're just starting to see the, so the opposite of all those words, there's no, there's no life giving environments. There's no peace. So you're constantly looking out to, to attack one another, or it's full, you know, you're full of envy. Um, you're full of conceit, uh, and you're constantly, um, backbiting with one another, like what person would ever want to be in that type of environment? Um, nobody does. And oftentimes with those coming into the church, they come to salvation. They, they, they learn of this gospel of what Jesus did for them. They're blown away by it. They want to be a part of this community that's about that. And then they start to experience this biting and devouring of one another and they're out. They want no part of it. But if you were this, um, uh, this verse 14 in their life, that you chose to love one another uh, as you love yourself, um, and you start to practice verse 22, the fruits of the Spirit, 
um, as Jesus does those things in you and through you, like, yeah, everyone wants to be a part of that kind of relationship. They're that kind of environment, that kind of group. That's life-giving. That's exciting. That's, man, I don't see that in, in the world. I want to be a part of, of a relationship that where I'm going to get built up, where I'm going to get invested in, where I'm going to, where people are going to see the potential in me rather than my past failures. Um, where people are going to speak life into me, um, always. Yeah, of course you want to be a part of that relationship and others do too. Um, and I think so often we think that it's not up to us. And yes, it's not up to us in the sense that we have to be, you know, love, peace, patience. That's that's God's job. Um, but we also don't take the time to let God do those things inside of us um, so we can portray those characteristics of who God is, right? Because God is love. God is joy. God is peace. God is patient. God is kind. Like these are just characteristics of God that God is in, in, instilling into us. And I, I can't stress it enough. Um, Andrew, if he was still here, couldn't stress it enough. Um, verse 25, walk, since we live by the Spirit, since we walk in relationship with Jesus, uh, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us keep letting Jesus lead. Um, and when we start to see more of um, the the list in 19 and, and 20 and less in the list of, of 22 and 23, we're not walking in the Spirit. We're not walking in relationship with Jesus. Um, maybe we're still practicing the same spiritual disciplines or Jesus habits, um, but we're not doing them for the sake of relationship. So we're doing them all in vain, pointless waste of time. Um, and, or we're, we're, we're walking through these things, but Jesus is giving us clear next steps in some certain areas. And we're choosing not to deal with those steps. We're choosing it and acting like Jesus never told us. And now we're living in disobedience. The whole Christian, the whole Christian faith, the whole new covenant, the whole new Testament is about humility saying, I can't, do it on my own. That's it. Not up to me. It's not up to my ability. It's saying, I can't do it on my own. Can't do it on your own for salvation. Um, there's nothing that you can do. There's no, there's, you can't be um, so good and better than everyone else and still find uh, forgiveness and restoration of relationship. Sin is sin. Sin creates separation. No matter how small the sin, no matter how great the sin, it's creating separation. Um, Jesus had to go to the cross. He had to take your sins and my sins on himself. He had to die in our place. He had to be that sacrifice um, to restore relationship and to give us new life um, with God himself. But it's also true of our sanctification process. I can't do it on my own. God's ways are better than my ways. But walk with Jesus to figure out what those ways are. It's not up to you to say, well, I'm going to be uh, all the fruits of the Spirit and I'm going to avoid all these acts of the flesh. You're not going to be able to do it. You might be able to convince yourself you've done it, but in all reality, if you really define it, uh, it's not true. Um, you still have hatred. Uh, it still plays itself out. Um, you still have uh, sexual morality that comes into play. There's definitely idolatry, no doubt about it, um, in your life. Um, there's still selfish ambition. There's still uh, fractions you've created. There's still envy um, and, and the like. Uh, we can create new definitions for all those words, but if we really look at just what those words are and as Jesus described them, right? Like if I even have a little bit of hate in my heart for, for my brother, I've murdered him. I've, I've committed, you know, uh, sin against that command. Um, but when we walk with Jesus, when we foster a relationship with Jesus, when we let me foster a relationship with Jesus be the most important thing of our life, I promise you, as Jesus leads, and as Jesus asks you to do this and do that, they may seem like little things and significant things, um, but you may be blown away by, by what they are. And they may be, feel, feel like terrifying things. 
You're like, God, I can't open myself up in that way. Or God, I don't want to deal or talk about um, that event that has happened in my life or those events that have happened in my life. Um, I don't want to keep in step with you. Um, Take a risk. Be vulnerable and tell Jesus what you're feeling about those things. Don't just stop with a no, God, I don't want to do it. Say, God, I'm terrified about doing that. Here's all the fears that are running through my head about doing that specific thing. Um, Whatever they happen to be, have the vulnerable, intimate conversation with God about it. And I promise you, God will walk with you in it because I I know God's character, right? You know, we look at at the story of Moses. Well, God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and demand to let, you know, the Jewish people go. And what was Pharaoh's response back? Or sorry, what was Moses' response back? Moses was, God, I can't do this. I don't speak well. And what did Jesus do? What did God do? He gave him his brother, Aaron, I almost called him Andrew, um, to speak on his behalf. God will meet you where you are, and God will get you to where he wants you to go as long as you keep in step with him. So talk about your fears. Talk about why you don't think you can accomplish whatever you, you don't think you can accomplish. Let him speak confidence and truth into your life so you have some, you have some uh, strength in the midst of that to, to take on whatever happens to be. Or let him give you smaller action steps to get you to the big action step. That's what it means to walk in relationship with Jesus. That's what it means to keep in step with the Spirit and letting Jesus lead. You'll be blown away by how much life change happens in your heart, in your mind, how you behave, how you interact with one another, and fruits of the Spirit will become more and more true of your life. And fruits of the Spirit, going back to uh, verse 14, are extremely attractive to people around you. They want to be around people that are full of love, full of, full of joy, full of peace, full of patience, full of kindness, full of goodness, full of faithfulness, full of gentleness, and full of self-control. And you want to be around those people too, but someone has to start in your community uh, living these things out. And we live them out by fostering relationship with Jesus so he can do the work in my heart and in your heart um, to, to, to allow these things to be true of us more and more. Um, don't miss it. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Walk in relationship with Jesus and let Jesus lead. You'll be blown away six months from now of how much more fruits of the Spirit exist and how much less temptation around acts of the flesh flesh exist. I don't say this because this is what good Christians say or this is a good Christian message. I say this because I live it. And I've lived walking in relationship with Jesus and I've seen the proof of these things. I have more love, more joys, more peace, more patience with people today than I've ever had in my life. Do I have a long ways to go? 100%. Jesus is still at work. Um, But I have more of it today. And it has nothing to do with my ability to have those things. It had everything to do with my ability to foster relationship with Jesus, follow Jesus' lead as he led, and the things started to change. So that's my, my encouragement to you. Go spend time with Jesus. If it's been a while, start right now. Stop the podcast. It's over anyways, but stop the podcast. Start a conversation with Jesus and be honest and open. God, I don't think I could have love. God, I don't think I can give up this sin. God, I don't think I can have patience with the people around me. God, I have too short of a t- Whatever it is, start to have those conversations with Jesus. Start to read God's recorded word in relationship with Jesus saying, Jesus, what do you have to tell me today? And Jesus, what should I do about these things so I can live these things you're telling me out? It's that simple. I know it seems too simple, 
but I promise you as someone that's been living it this way intentionally for the last two years, I am someone that loves people more, has more joy. I want to be the place where hope lives. I want to be a place where uh, love for one another is the characteristic that's at play because that's attractive and that's going to encourage more people into the kingdom. That's going to encourage more people into your community. And then they get to live with this hope. They get to live with this full life, um, just like you've been able to experience. So verse 25 again, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. It's the key verse to all this, I think. It's about our relationship with Jesus. Foster your relationship with Jesus and let him lead. Do it his way rather than your own way. And you'll be blown away by how much change happens in your life because he is shaping you into who he's called you to be. Hey, thanks for listening. We love you. We are praying for you. Um, We thank you for journeying with us along this journey. Um, If you're in the Colorado Springs area, um, we are planting a church, Hill City Church. You can go to hillcity.church to get more information. Um, We have another gathering um, coming up in July. You can get some uh, food and hear a little bit more about our vision, um, but that will show up on the website, hillcity.church. We'd love for you to be a part of it. Um, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer to your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.